What's up, everybody? My name's Chris Marshall with my boy, Frank G. We are the hosts of Build Your Empire podcast. Frank G, tell the people what we do. What's going on, everybody? Chris and I, we discuss established empires while we showcase us building ours. Catch us every Monday and Thursdays, two different days, two different shows. Thursdays, we go over pre-established empires, and on Mondays, it could be random. could be random. We could have random guests on the show, Frank. We could just uh, have random conversation. We could have specific targeted conversation, and here we are. And we originally, we had a good show planned. Very good show. It seems a couple times we've had to pivot on a Monday show before. Well, yeah, that's because when you're doing podcasts or I guess any sort of media where you're semi-dependent on a guest, mm-hmm. well, now you're now they have leverage when it comes to timing and scheduling. Yeah, I mean, we are inc- incredibly flexible. Um, I, I mean, we we we'll shoot we'll shoot the episode five days before it even releases if that's convenient for you, uh, but. When you're filming, when you're the when you're the guy trying to get someone on, yes, you have to be as flexible as possible. Yeah, um, you know, we had Amadeus come on, who was you know our our biggest guest to date, a multi platinum you know producer. You know, I asked him when he can come on. He was like, "Tomorrow, done." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> done. Let's let's get it going. You're like, yeah. I hope you hope you're free, Frank. I hope you're free tomorrow. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Today's show would have been a very interesting show, and we're going to tell you what it was going to be, but we'll tell you right now that the show in today's spot is just going to be whether or not growing up, you got to deal with transitions, and financially, are you ready to deal with those transitions? I would say most people are not, Frank G. They are not financially able. At our age, you're saying? Well, Well, you have three, I feel like, big transitions in life. Mm-hmm. High school to college, college yep. to real world, and then that twenty-eight to thirty-two year old status where you know you, you I guess have a house, create a family, and, and make those financial moves. But before we get into that, the show that we originally was going to have is we were going to have a special guest called Sam Lister come on the show, and Sam is a video edi- editor in which we were going to hire him potentially. Potentially, yes. We were going to have him come on the show. We were going to have him talk about his business, his agency, and then we were literally going to have a business meeting and negotiations mm-hmm. on the show. And as salesmen, as business people, I thought the real-time present sales cycle would have been great content. And not to mention that both people, both parties get content in itself, us and him. We get content, time. yep, and the idea was – you know, he'd be on the show. He'll understand the show. He gets the dynamics between me, you, and what we're trying to do with the show. And then he can create uh, the editing and the content and the branding, um, the graphics for us to give us a uh, an example. And we would have had a set price and he would have had a sale on the show. Yeah. Now, what's ironic is... That's called outsourcing, right? And outsourcing to anything when you're running a business and a podcast in a way is essentially a business is never good because when you outsource it, again, you give them all the leverage. Oh, yeah. it's You can't really depend. So obviously, you have to have a plan B. Um, this is plan B of the episode. So essentially, uh, what were we talking about? I think Sam was in conversation for two, maybe three weeks. He, uh, yeah. 
we were speaking with him and then I came up with this idea to let's get this deal done mm-hmm. on the show, on the podcast. And when you're outsourcing, the biggest thing you need is communication and yes. accessibility. Yes. And this is one of the things <laughs> you were going to ask him. Yeah. So essentially we set a time, uh, that's convenient for Sam. Uh, that was a few days ago. Um, and just doesn't kind of show. It's like a no show. He doesn't show. And we reach out to him 20 yeah. minutes before the show. We warned him, prepped him. We do that with every guest. Yeah. And, um, essentially we get a message, I think 45 an hour, later. hour later. Yeah. Um, you know, family emergency, yada, yada. Um, so, I had to take a step back. I mean, at first I was frustrated. I'm like, this is irresponsible. Now I'm now it's like, what if like, you know, do we need to cut him slack or is this straight? Because it's a family emergency and you can't technically uh, pinpoint in that. Right. Like you don't, you don't know the seriousness of it. However, if I had a family emergency, your phone would be scheduled. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but if I had something in my schedule book, I, I, you have to reach out to these people, mm-hmm. and not to mention this is a business meeting. This is a business sale. He would have he was trying to charge us nine hundred dollars per month based on his services. Now that is a lot of money, in in particular the current climate that we are in, and we were willing to pay it. And now you just kind of lost a sale. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, he he he. Pretty much, that's just does. It just doesn't seem like a business that is successful. I don't know. Obviously, we were kind of first gonna. This was our first interaction, voice wise, for me and to him. So you know, you see how real people are. If you have a team, how legit? Because obviously, we needed to know all this before we throw down nine hundred dollars all up front. For I would have got him down to five fifty, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I assumed we were going to get him down. Um, we were definitely getting him down, especially now that he knows that he can't keep an appointment. Yeah, so I just don't – in the sense of do you cut someone slack? Because, like, what if he's so nasty and we missed an opportunity with someone? Well, he did reach out and he did apologize. He wanted to reschedule. Neither of us have made contact since. So now the ball is essentially back in our court. However – we in a way have a bad taste in our mouth or maybe we're skeptical of the purchasing decision in general. So it's very interesting. However, if you're his in his shoes, you contact this lead until I'm ready to buy. He, I mean, he should be, he should be re recontacting us right now. A hundred percent, especially when we are still discussing the matter. There, there's money on the table that he left, and I bet you he left it because he's not a natural salesman, mm-hmm. and he could be embarrassed and awkward at this current time. Yeah, so there's a chance he may never hit, he may never reach out again for that one's purpose, and that's where I think we would have to come in because we have to make him know it's, we we have to we have to make him a little more comfortable, empathetic, of yeah. course, yeah, of course, and we would have, and yeah. we would have. Um, or maybe now we can use this to ensure that we can get the price point from nine hundred down to about five fifty. Yeah, I mean this was I guess in our favor because so we pivot. We're still shooting an episode, Sam. You're kind of on the episode, but not really. Yeah, um, you could have been on. on the <laughs> you could have been on on. You could have used this for yourself as well. Double. Would have loved to have you, Sam. 
yeah. Um, I mean, I check. We're not mad. Things happen. Things happen. But we like clarity. Think, yeah. We uh, we're certainly not mad. We do clarity is one of the most important things in a business when you when it's three people and we don't know you yet. So you know you got to be a team, a cohesive unit, getting ready yeah. to you know make this cash money. And, and I, uh, yeah, yeah, can't slack. No, like you said in the beginning, um, we need to be able to reach you, and you need to, and communication is the top priority. Accessibility and communication in any business team wise is crucial and that was going to be today's episode of a real life sales slash negotiation business meeting on a podcast which one day i'm sure we'll bring to you the listener now on the second half of i guess this show there's two things one i gotta ask frank g a very important question and then i guess we can go into the transitions of life and are you financially stable to actually handle these transitions in life? Okay. Well, I am uh, as ready as I can be for a blinded question. So it Frank G, you said you really had to take a shit before this podcast. I mean, how's that holding up? How's that holding up? <laughs> how's that holding up, my guy? Do we need to pause and edit? Do you need to come back? Are we, we good? So, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, Did I said, go away. My yeah, no, my stomach was up in the air, just tossing and turning. Right now, I'm good. Right now, I'm good, man. Up in the air <laughs> sounds right now. It's sitting in the chair, man. It's sitting you in know? the chair. I wasn't so, thinking about it. Thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> Anytime. Look, man, I'm telling you, something hits different when the red light's on and when you're yeah, live. Absolutely, you're ready to rock. I guess apparently you don't have to shit no more. So I'm proud of you. So the three <laughs> transitions of life and thus. I have came across, mm-hmm. which transitions suck, man. I hate transitions. It, I love the transition from no, uh, every, uh, high school uh, to college. That was one of my worst transitions. I went into a depression due to a supplement I was taking. My first girlfriend left me at the time. I'm leaving all my friends from high school going to college. Well, like the whole situation sucked. Well, let's... Let's tell, I mean, this wasn't a, a bad supplement. Let's, let's make it clear. You were taking like a pre-workout, right? Yeah. 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 It was the hottest no, pre-workout on the market. <laughs> no HGH. Oh, nah, nah. <laughs> um, although there was some stuff in there that I don't think was approved, but there's a bunch of shit that's always not approved. And I do have a, a thyroid issue. So it, there was a counteraction between whatever was in this pre-workout supplement and my thyroid issue. So I see what you're saying, but that transition sucked. So do you and, think it sucked because of, so you, it sucked because you fell into a depression or it sucked because you didn't like the change of high school to college? Well, when I think of this particular transition, I think of me being emotionally unstable, which yeah. I can, which is yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I guess you it, the transition itself probably wouldn't have been nothing if my hormones were fine and I was able to deal with it normal. But you were able to conquer that yourself, right? Yeah. Well, I, I asked my parents to take me to a, psych- a psychiatrist, and then I, I spoke to this asshole, and I swore to myself I'll never see one of those assholes again. Right, because he's uh, pushing pushing uh, prescriptions. That's probably why. He was trying to push me Xanax, and I, I, I turned it down at, at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 at maybe different times. But 
when he offered me, when we're talking and going through all these conversations and shit, Mm -hmm. The asshole called my parents in and then told them everything, I guess, because I was 17 at the time. But I was just like, you mother. Oh, that's terrible. You mother. Did he tell you he wasn't going to? I don't think so. I'm thinking this is all cool, private, dandy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And my parents thought I was taking HGH at the time, which is why my emotions was all fucked up. Uh, So, like, he calls my parents in and he's like, well, he's not taking that. I'm like, what? (laughs) They play they like set this whole thing set you up yeah i got i got set up when i was like 17 oh and, and look i never understood anyway why people would want to use a, a psychiatrist it doesn't make sense to me because they're being paid to listen to your problems but there's no way they are empathetic to well, you and your problems and they also get paid more when they subscri- prescribe you something so they're just trying I don't to know give how you drugs it- I, I don't know how it works, but psychologists the, can't give you drugs. So those more counselors. Yeah. But yeah. the idea just doesn't make sense to me where I get like, it. maybe you care about one of the 40 patients you have, maybe even 10% four. but like there's, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. If you need to talk to someone, go ahead, please. No. I, yeah. No, mate. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. That's not what we're saying. Everybody is clearly different. Um, but no, yeah, of course. But I highly recommend you talk to your friends and family first. That would be most. That would be amazing if you have that. If that support system, it would help you tremendously. Um, now it's funny you said we we went through similar things at different transitions. So a transition that we didn't mention, I think um, very young is also a transition into like first real schooling. Yeah, sure. So second grade the teacher told my parents that I had like an issue, like paying attention. They thought I like, I would guess I was, you are such a nerd. She's dumb, dumb. No, I was, I was, I wasn't good until sixth grade. I really wasn't. No, no, I was pretty bad, man. I was like a bad kid. I hated school. I just hated school. And, uh, this I went to the psychiatrist. The guy's like, show me all, I forget what the the ink blot like things where you like, what do you see here? Yeah. And the guy, Pretty I much. bet you if they ask you now, that'll be the yeah. same answer, booby. <laughs> uh, what's this one? Boobies? This one? Boobies? <laughs> well, I don't think I said boobies, but whatever I did say, he pretty much told my mom I needed to go on medicine. And my mom completely was like, she absolutely. Wasn't having that. No, she said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then I think my dad just slapped me in the ass a couple of times and I just, that's it. I wasn't bad anymore. Well, it's funny because we were talking about transitions and how financially impactful they could be, but yet we're going, I guess, to mentally, which is important as well. Very important. It's, in, it's important to under. I well, mean, I had no I, I money guess, in second grade. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yo, I was hustling them Gatorades and candy, baby. I mean, I but, did that in high school. It, oh, man, I did that when I was young, young. Um, but I think the first major mistake people make. Getting a car. Getting a car. It is by far the number one mistake I think from people the age 18 to about 23 make. They buy. A full, like you're saying, uh, not uh, a brand new car, you're saying, really? I mean, it doesn't have to be brand new. It's just very easily living above your means. I mean, yeah. look, the average person right now probably, it probably would struggle handling my car bill, which is the cheapest car bill you can get. It's like two, two forty plus three grand insurance a year. So now you're talking about almost six grand per year 
Yeah, cars are a, a, they're a money pit anyway. I mean, something goes. I guess yeah. when you lease it, it could be better, but if you buy uh, a car anyway, it's, I mean, it's it's all debatable, right? Yeah. But when I was a kid, like I've seen so many people make this mistake: they buy a bumping ass car, they they even hook it up, put more money oh, in, it when yeah. they have to give it back, and a lot of times they'll crash it. They'll oh man, problem, problem. It, I, it, they yeah. don't fix the mistake until twenty seven. I could have bought it, but I rented it. My boy is singing Rod Wave. He's on the Rod Wave wave. Yeah. I was, uh, I guess, fortunate. I didn't, I took a hand-me-down truck um, in college. I mean, I took the bus throughout high school, throughout two years of college. I didn't, I just wasn't a thing for me. I had my license. I just wasn't a thing. I, I kind of just was like, I'm not going to spend you know, eight ten thousand um, dollars on a used car right now. Yeah, but people could still make that mistake when you're thirty, right? I yes. mean, you, dude, it's very easily like my my favorite car is this is probably a Lexus, this specific color. It would cost me five hundred a month to to afford that car. I you cannot afford that. That is half a mortgage payment. Yeah, no, I mean. The, you need to be in a certain like bracket to for for that to be feasible. It's silly if you d- do if you buy that and it's something that you need to like stress over. It's silly. So one percent of twenty five to twenty nine year olds mm-hmm. have eighty thousand dollars or more in their bank account in the U.S. One percent. I guess at that age, that's the one percent. Like when you you know. Correct. Even if you have eighty thousand dollars in your bank account at 28 years old and you have a job making $110,000 per year, you probably still cannot afford a $500 a month Lexus paper. Yeah. I I guess that goes back to just what's, what's important to you. I mean, that doesn't really, I mean, uh, I was watching a video the other day on, I see uh, what you're saying. And that's a good point, but you cars better be one of your favorite things in the world. If yeah, that's the case. yeah. I mean, you bet. I guess then you better be at you shows better, all the time. That's your passion. You yeah, yeah you yeah. Be, I, I better be coming over and you're watching Jay Leno's Garage. Yeah, well, I saw Jeff Bezos a video of him from 1996, and he was already a billionaire at this point, and he was driving around a Honda. His office didn't look like it was new. Um, he and and the guy's like, "You're about a nine ten billion revenue right now." He's like, "What's with the Honda?" And he just laughs. He's like, this is a perfectly good call. Man, see, that's, that's my way of thinking right there. In fact, that's got to be cool to rep some old nostalgia shit. Knowing in the in your mind that you could yeah. have a thousand of these. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. I, I almost want to rep that now. Yeah. I want to rep the jeans I wore 10 years ago. Fuck it. Well, well what's... Uh- Someone similar, uh, Ludacris has his first call he ever had. He's he's got it has well, like so two, does Russ. Yeah, Russ is, yeah, he says that his first call. He'll keep he'll always he'll always keep his hoopty. Now, <laughs> he also hits on some floozies. Yeah. <laughs> I think the second, and I feel like I'm missing one here because I always know that there's three mistakes people t- typically make. Something about well, Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. School is definitely a mistake that many people make. Unless you know your specific field yeah, um, where you need this. As in a sense of if you're going doctor, to – like you're, you're, yeah, yeah, like you're going to be a psychiatrist. If you're going to a school and paying $50,000 to do a liberal arts – 
for two years because you don't know what shot. you want to do. Yeah, you're shot. You're shot. You're shot. All you're doing is accumulating debt. And then when you think that you come out and you're making six figures, I hate to break it to anyone listening. Six figures is nothing. It's dog shit. It means nothing. If that is your goal and if you're trying to make six figures in one year, you need a new fucking plan. Yeah, I agree with that. Certainly. Um, don't Six figures, you can't afford a nice car. You can't afford uh, a house and, and you have, a dog. And you have $200,000 in debt, so you probably can't afford that. Yeah, you're, you, yeah. If, you, if you're coming out of school and you have 60K in debt, I don't even know how to do the math because I never even had student loans, but I would imagine 60 K probably wouldn't even be that bad. You could probably pay off 10 K per year, 20 K per year. But think about it. Your hundred K salary is now theoretically 80 for the next six, five to six years. Yeah. And I mean, if you chose doctor, there's so many fees that you paid with your license. You got to, yeah, it's just a lot. Insurances. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So that is definitely a mistake. People tend to make, and then also you have home ownership or people moving out of yep. their parents' home when they're not ready, stable, or financially intelligent enough to manage their money to understand budgeting. I don't understand. Budgeting is the easiest damn thing in the whole world that 80% of people can't do. Yeah, and I've seen uh, I've seen probably a few people in my life that have you know moved out and then i've seen their faces just cringe like what they realized they got themselves into um they didn't need to move out or like they they just didn't they feel plan. like they're ready they yeah. think that they're, they're gonna, independent now and they and that shit's gonna, gonna get easier yeah, when it's gonna make no. them, it's gonna make them they think they, they think they're gonna grow up and be more mature just because they have their own bills no in fact you learn that before that you real, get the bills oh yeah that real life stress that one, I, I haven't felt that one yet. Yeah. I haven't felt that real life stress. I'm yeah. trying not to. I'm trying to save up my pennies this way. I really ain't stressing when everyone else is. But budgeting, I don't understand. If you know you make $2,000 net per mm-hmm. month and you know you have an $1,100 rent or mortgage payment and then you have a $200 payment, now you're at $1,300 and you know that it's 100 a week for food. Now your thirteen hundred is at what am I seventeen hundred? Yeah. Now you have three hundred dollars. Now you gotta you gotta save some. You gotta put a hundred dollars on the side. I know. Yeah. I hear you. And now this only leaves you two hundred dollars. A hundred dollars probably to go to like the bars for the month, or whatever consumables you want to do. And then you have a hundred dollars to I I don't I don't know. Go, I don't know, but it's so easy. It's black and white. It, yeah. I mean, you literally grab your pay stub, look at the amount, and then go process what you do throughout what your, your entire expenses. All yeah, but bro. People can't understand this. Yeah, I had ex girlfriends ask me, "Could you create me a budget list?" And, and, <laughs> and, and then I create it, and they don't even look at it. Well, that goes back to no one listens unless they pay you. And uh... oh yeah, <laughs> nobody listens to your advice unless they. You don't, yeah, unless they pay you straight up. And she's an ex-girlfriend, I guess, you know. So she didn't listen to me twice. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you why, I tell you right now, she most likely is struggling during this pandemic due to budgeting issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, hopefully uh, 
Hopefully that changes, right? We don't want anybody. Really. We're not wishing anything bad on anybody. Oh, yeah. No, everybody eat, just not at my table. <laughs> yeah. I we, want that filet mignon, the red wine. Kid. We, we may have a puppy eating at our table. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping tomorrow, me and you, we go and uh, we grab little Ciroc Boy. Ciroc Boy in the house. It'd be nice, man. Be nice to get it would be nice. I I don't I don't know what to name it. Like I keep if it's if it's brown. Like I, I like to name Dutchie. Dutchies. I like Dutchie. If it's a girl, Dutchies. I guess. I do, Yeah. <laughs> <Dutchies>. <laughs> That's a tough one because it sounds like Dutchies, but it's got to be Dutchess. But like, <laughs> yeah. It's, I see. I see. I see the problem there. Um, I like Rose for a girl, man. Rose, I like that name a lot. I guess you just kind of, you kind of, you'll feel it out when, you know, when the puppy's jumping all over you, smiling, happy, barking. Yeah, I, I hope so. That name will just hit you and that's it. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, look, you know me as so, a Ciroc boy. So if I, yeah, Ciroc boy dog, he may, he may bring me the Ciroc sponsorship I've been looking for. Yeah. Now, just to uh, relate this to the episode, this is the first dog that Chris is purchasing. A dog could potentially also be a mistake at a young age, not realizing oh, the facts. expenses, not, facts. Real, not realizing how often you have to walk it, how often you have to feed it, and how sh- shots and responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dog, right off the bat, if we bring him or her home tomorrow, I'm down four G's. <laughs> yeah. So this is another thing that if you do too early, it's certainly a lot of thought. A lot of thought. It's pretty much a kid. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners, I'm sure we're over our time here. Um, I appreciate you listening, and uh, I may be a father, and I will keep you involved. And let's all, let's all try and be disciplined on these uh, transitions in life. Thank you guys for tuning in.